Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Time has gone 6.49. Well, it's almost... 10 to 7. I'm Kathy Kayla. I'm standing in on the morning mayhem, and uh, this is Christmas Day. And uh, joining me right now is, yes, Jonathan. He's, so Jonathan has just, uh, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to speak to Jonathan Feldstein. He's the founder of Genesis 123 Foundation. Good morning, and how are you? Hey, Kathy. Good morning. Um, yeah, so how am I? It's a loaded question in Israel these days. It's, uh, it is. I'm more inspired. I'm very inspired. Yesterday was an incredible day. Yes. Um, first of all, I want to wish everybody in South Africa who's celebrating Christmas a Merry Christmas from Israel. Um, yeah, it's a, for me, dealing with Christians, working with Christians, having so many Christian friends the way I do, I know it's a loaded statement to often wish people a Merry Christmas because so many of my Christian friends... But why? Why that, can't we appreciate well, other people's faith? Oh, no, not that. Uh. It's more complicated because so many Christians, as they grow in their faith and realize the origins of Christmas, albeit that it's celebrating the birth of Jesus a few miles from here, um, also recognize that it's a originally has pagan origins and whether Jesus was born or, or, or not on the 25th of December... Many Christians won't celebrate on the 25th of December. So I just sent a message to me, to, to them, to my, many of my friends saying that whether you're celebrating or not, I do believe that all Christians should celebrate the birth of Jesus. And uh, one friend in Miami just texted me that said it was the best message she got all week. And I said, well, leave it for leave it to another Orthodox Jew in Israel to make your week important. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I mean, as Jews, we should certainly be celebrating the birth of a Jewish baby over 2,000 years ago in the land of Israel, don't you think? Well, uh, yes, and somebody who's so significant, even if we disagree theologically on that significance, but somebody who it's is irrelevant. So we don't know the name of the Mashiach either. Well, okay, but but the fact that Christians, we, I was talking about this with my friends yesterday when I was coming back down from the north of Israel. And if if Jews had accepted Jesus, which is the, theologically a very complicated conversation, then Christians would still be pagans. And to Christians today, so the fact that Jesus existed, and to Christians he is who he is, is a incredible um, cornerstone of what we're seeing in, and I use the pun intended, the rebirth of relations between Jews and Christians today. So for me, even though I don't see see in Jesus who my Christian friends see in Jesus, and therefore today is less significant to me theologically, historically it's super important, and I love sharing that with my Christian friends. Very nice. Okay, so uh, let's talk about, I want to just talk about, did you see the story that has broken about this uh, possible strike um, of a, okay, for, you know what, before we talk about that, can we just talk about any updates on what has happened in um, Bethlehem for Christmas? I mean, have you, have you followed The only that? thing I've heard in Bethlehem is they've had a very muted Celebration, and of yeah. course, they find a way to blame Israel for that, rather than um, the fact that there are no tourists here celebrating because there's a war. The terrorists drove out ter the tourists, and there's a war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it hasn't stopped South African leadership. We've got the Council of Churches that have uh, gone to Bethlehem. I wonder, has any 
Christian organization said anything about Bethlehem it used to be a Christian town or city and it's no longer correct used to be 80 or 80 to 90 percent Christian and now it's the inverse now it's 10 to 20 percent Christian Christians have been driven out and it's interesting you ask that now Kathy because this the Central Bureau of Statistics before Christmas in Israel always publishes the status of Christians in Israel and it's the only place in the Middle East where publicly at least the number of Christians grow year to year but in Bethlehem in the Palestinian Authority um, the, the number of Christians are shrinking because they flee and Why? it's not safe why? Because they're threatened by Islam. Because because Muslims, look, we learned this from Hamas this year. We know this. Islamic extremists don't care much more for Christians than they do for Jews. It's always the phrase, first the Saturday people, then the Sunday people. And I have good friends. I have very good friends who are Christian Arabs. And they tell me seriously what's going on. And they're afraid to go public because of the threats of the Islamists in around whom they live. Um, so do other Christian organizations speak of that? I'm sure they do. I'm not prepared to tell you who or when or, or how many have, but that is the reality. And it's a very sad reality that you have the city in which Jesus was born that used to be a majority Christian city, by the way, as well as Nazareth, which is an Israeli city, the largest Israeli Arab city, both of which used to be majority Christian, and now they're the opposite. What does that, what does that mean for Christians? I mean, I'd, I'd be um, very interested to hear from our Christian listeners. You know, I mean, how, how does, how do you feel that knowing that Bethlehem, which used to be Christian, uh, the population, 80, what was it, 80 to 90 percent used to be Christian, and Nazareth, right. both cities very, very associated with Jesus, um, are no longer you know, Christian majority. It's, you now right. have uh, ten to twenty percent. Let me know. Three four five one nine is the SMS line, or zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine. Another story. Did you see the story about? It's a, it's really it's a terrible story that's uh, coming out of um, um, Hamas. Is, is says that a. Um, 70 have been killed in Israeli airstrike on a camp in central Gaza Strip. Have you seen this, Jonathan? There was something on the news this morning about it. I, had, I yeah. didn't pay attention to the details. Yeah. Um, first of all, when we preface something by Hamas says, already, already I don't know that it's true. I don't take it for granted, but we're, but we're ethical people and it's entirely possible that there was a mistake and and that 70 people were killed that's that that is possible for sure if it happened <clears throat> it was a mistake civilians were not targeted unless there was a terrorist leader taking cover among civilians which we know they do we know they have and this was the way to get that person i have not i don't know enough about it yet and it's just breaking so i want to wait to see what the news is, but of course the bad side of this is Israel doesn't come out immediately with a fact or e- either an acknowledgement or a fact saying, no, sorry Hamas, you're wrong and you're lying and that was your own rocket or that was um, or, or it didn't happen or yes, it happened and we're sorry for the civilian deaths and terrorists shouldn't embed themselves among civilians. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, if it is civilians, it would just be terrible. It would really be terrible. Um, Jonathan, just another question, because maybe you have insight. You know, in is- being based in Israel, there's just constant news all the time. Um, so maybe you have information. I haven't seen the information about this, but um, the Hamas Health Ministry is claiming that more than 20,000 people have been killed. Um, right. So I know that with the with the Israelis who were killed on October 7th, everyone who you spoke to was attending funerals constantly for days and days and days and days and weeks on end, right? Um, 20,000 people is a lot of people. Have you heard anything about funerals? I mean, are these people being buried uh, in Gaza? I mean, what do we know about that? It's a good question. I have not, I have not heard or seen media about that. And I think I can, except for literally a handful of instances. Now that, uh, again, in fairness, it's not, it's not because it may, they may not be happening. It's because I have not been following that. I have seen images of mass graves and I have seen one instance where Hamas put people in body bags who were still alive and that was just uh, for their Pallywood productions, for the for the lies that they produced. It may be that twenty thousand people have been killed, but what they don't what they don't count is what they don't factor into that is that m- many, if not most of them, are in fact terrorists who have embedded themselves. And we can't distinguish. Israel knows who the terrorists are, but if someone's wearing a pair of jeans and a sweatshirt and carrying a Kalichnikov. Is that person a terrorist or is that person a civilian? And and they're not they're not distinguishing that they're not distinguishing the number of uh, civilians on their side who have been killed by their own friendly fire, which Israel is in fact acknowledging that even as much as twenty percent of our soldiers who have been killed have been killed by friendly fire. Um, so we don't know that. And again, I don't trust anything that comes out of. The, the words of Hamas, other than we want to kill the Jews. Jonathan, that is where we leave it this morning. And um, I wish you a good day. I wish you a safe day. And uh, please, God, tomorrow we can talk about the work of Genesis 123 Foundation. I'm looking very, very forward to that.